You're now listening to The Electrical Current, a podcast series brought to you by the independent electrical contractors. Welcome to the second season of the IEC National Podcast Series, The Electrical Current. I'm your host for this show, IEC National CEO, Spencer Vilwalk. During this podcast series, we'll talk with folks throughout America that help to make the electrical and systems contracting industry truly great. Today, our featured guest is Frank Nerio. Frank is the health and safety manager at Allied Electrical Services based out of Georgetown, Texas, just outside of Austin. Frank is a master electrician. He holds numerous certifications, including safety management specialist, the SMS, and is a lead instructor for his home chapter, Central Texas IEC, Centex. And he has served in the National Association as a committee member and active participant in IEC national events and activities throughout the years. I could go on and on, but let's hear more from our featured guest today himself. Frank, I'm looking forward to our conversation today and I'd like to officially welcome you to the IEC podcast, The Electrical Current. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be part of it. Fantastic. Well, well how are you today, sir? Doing well, doing yep. well. The weather's great in Austin, Texas today. We've got about sixty degrees, mm. and uh, not bad for the yeah. for the uh, late end of February. Late end of February. Yep, we're talking yeah the late end of February here, folks. And and uh, yeah, Austin is always a beautiful place and beautiful place to call home, isn't it? It is great, great. Well, um, let's let's start way back, Frank, and and uh, you know tell us a little bit about where you grew up and and help to lead us into where you're at today, if you could. Well, I was born in San Antonio, Texas, okay. and um, we're, we lived there in San Antonio for a while. My dad retired from Chile Air Force Base mm. in the uh, in the mid to late seventies, and then we moved out to Uvalde, Texas, which is oh, it's out in southwest Texas, approximately seventy eighty miles west of San Antonio. I grew up on a ranch that was uh, just a little over six thousand acres, so um, work started pretty quick. Mm-hmm. I, I started working on the ranch when I was about ten years old. Uh-huh. And I learned how to work with livestock and operate machinery and stuff like that early on, pretty early age. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So, so growing up, growing up there in, on the ranch, and and uh, yeah, you uh, you're putting putting in the hard work um, from day one. It sounds like, huh? Pretty much, everyone yeah. had a responsibility out there, yeah. and uh, you know, I I pretty much would work. Uh, Oh, I, I guess it would, it would start pretty early on in the morning, and mm-hmm. uh, we would, you know, go out and feed animals and yeah. tend to whatever fences needed to be fixed or mm-hmm. whatever during the summer months. And then when I was in school, I'd get on the bus early in the morning, head off to school, and when I got back in the evening, I still had a couple of chores that I needed to take care of, and then uh, I would get in and uh, and start working on my schoolwork and stuff like that. So gotcha. everyone had uh, everyone had responsibilities, and it was yeah. um, it was a good place to grow up. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds like idyllic in a lot of ways. Brothers, sisters uh, in the family too, or? Uh well, actually, there was uh, thirteen years between my older brother and myself. And Is that unfortunately, right? Unfortunately, everyone has passed on, so I'm the only one left. Uh, I see. Wow. wow. Yeah, but gotcha. uh, yeah, my parents had me. Uh, uh, they had me kind of late in life and stuff. So surprise. Kind of you know, I, 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 I didn't have siblings. You know, that were. Yep that were my age to take and, and, uh, and hang out with, but yeah. by the same token, I, uh, 
I had about I had a lot of extra attention to myself because everyone else was pretty much grown and gone at that point. Understood, <laughs> understood, and that and that's interesting. Well, well, Frank, there's there's a commonality that you and I share too. Um, uh, besides the love for Merit Shop and, and pushing things forward, is is uh, my I have uh, one sibling. Um, I have a younger sister that is 13 years my junior. So kind of the the inverse of of what you had there um, with your brother. But uh, right. but I understand that that piece of kind of. Um, you know, a lot of commonality, but but also growing up in in very different worlds, in a way. Um, and you know, exactly, yeah. So interesting, interesting. All right, well, great. So so then, um, you know, what? Yeah. So so you know, you you had that integration of, of hard work and work ethic, then coming, um, you know, growing up uh, on the ranch there. Um, so where where'd you go to high school, and and uh, how'd you how'd you kind of start to find your way into the skilled trades? Well, I. Um I went to high school in Uvalde, and I graduated from Uvalde High School mm-hmm. back in '84. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was kind of it was kind of interesting because it's a town of fifteen thousand people, so pretty much everyone knew everyone. Gotcha. And uh, it, my dad always had summer jobs lined up for me before I got out of school. Yeah. So I worked as a laborer for a roofing contractor one summer. I worked as a laborer for a concrete contractor a different summer. And then I worked as a as a laborer for a steel erec- uh, erection company uh, one summer. Mm-hmm. I asked my dad if he could get me a job indoors, and he told me no. He says, "Here's yeah. what I want. Here's what I want from this from these lessons. Yeah. Is I want you to know what you don't want to do for the rest of your mm. life. Mm. You need to take it. You need to find yourself a path." <laughs> he told me early on. He says, "I don't know that." college is the is the path for you yeah 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 <laughs> you may want to consider going to the skilled trades or you may want to consider the military yeah and uh i thought the military was going to be kind of interesting yeah and uh i, I was going to pursue that mm-hmm. we had a uh, we had a uh, recruiter for the army that lived directly across the street from us so right I across the street on wow. a couple occasions yeah yeah and uh i started going through the process and when they took me when they took me into the testing and stuff mm-hmm. My intention was to go into military police. I wanted to be uh, I wanted to be a uh, a police officer yeah. at one time. MP. Yeah. When they took and they and they gave me the assessments and everything, they told me that I was best suited to become a secretary. Hmm. And I said, "Well, I don't know that I really care for that." And they said, mm-hmm. "Well, your eyesight is just so good that you pick up on things that other people do not pick mm-hmm. up on, mm-hmm. and we believe that you would be best suited for something like this in this type of a setting." Interesting. And yeah. I told him that that didn't. That I, I really wasn't interested in didn't that. Jive, but, uh, yeah. You know, we went we went back and forth on it, and they said, uh, you know what, maybe uh, maybe you know uh, the uh, the recruiting officer used to go to the ranch with us and shoot every now and again. Mm-hmm. He says they're probably going to take and make you a sniper. And I said, okay, now you've got my attention because <laughs> I just enjoy. I pretty much enjoy everything tactical. Yep. You know, it's just it's just Understood. been one of those. Growing up on the ranch, I grew up around a lot of firearms and you stuff, so I, you know, I just naturally enjoyed it. Yeah. But uh, you know, uh, when I told my dad that, he says, "We'll go across the street and see if he'll give you that in writing." Mm-hmm. And I went and I told the recruiter that, and he says, "Let's go talk to your dad." Yes. My dad was an army ranger himself, mm-hmm. and you know, they took uh, they, we went back across the street, and they said, "Look, Alex, you know, with my with my dad's name, he says, you know that once he takes and he signs on that line, he becomes." government property and wherever they need him that's where they're going to send him i said well the choice is up to him and i decided you know what i think i'm going to go ahead and try my luck at college Mm -hmm. and i did yeah i went i was going to study to be an accountant and uh i was sitting inside class one day and Mm -hmm. i realized i don't like being indoors Mm. 
Yeah. I was I found myself just staring out the window. Yeah. And I'm just I'm just the type of person that I I learn better hands on. Yes, sir. And I like I like to see a finished product at the end of the day. I like right. to see something that I worked on, something right. that I completed. That satisfaction. So yeah. I just naturally yeah. gravitated towards hmm. the skilled trades. That's and, great. Uh, lucked into electrical, and mm-hmm. uh, I've I've been doing it ever since. That's terrific. That's terrific. Wow. Wow. What a great story, Frank. That, that that's amazing. And and yeah, and those lessons. Yeah, I like I like the way that your father kind of set that up with a, a strategy in mind of of the jobs that you don't want. Um, you know, to be able to help to give you that experience and, and show you, yeah, like you know, yeah, what the, the those are some of the most most potent lessons that we can have, right? To help to get us motivated sure. as to what we do want to achieve. So, wow, right. very wise man, very wise man, your father, um, and, and guiding you that way. Yeah, every one of the every one of the jobs that he picked for me, none of them, none, none of them had any type of shade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Up on the roof, doing. <laughs> yep, up on the roof, out in the dirt. You know, none of them had any shade. Yeah. So, you know, he said, "Here's what you may want to consider. You may want to consider auto mechanics. You may want to consider HVAC. You yeah. may want to consider electrical." Yeah. And um, you know, he was exactly right. Yeah. You know, it's funny how parents can see that in children. Yes. You know, it's just yes. this one right here, maybe a doctor or lawyer. This one over here, this guy's going to be really a uh, really good mechanic. Yep. This one over here, he may make an excellent electrician. It's funny how parents can take a spot those things in their kids. Yeah, that is that is that's terrific. That's terrific, and 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 guide you on that way, and and help you on that path. But but it's still your own choose your own adventure, you know. And and even the way that you phrased, Absolutely. you know, of of uh, in that situation where you were with that army recruiter, and and um, at that that pinnacle decision making point, and they engage your father again. Your father turned to you, and you made that call. You know, you made that decision, right. um, and and you went down that that pathway of academic route, and uh, you learned you didn't want to be that caged bird, so to speak, um, and and you wanted to be I out there in, in a different way. That that's that's such a great story, Frank. Um, but it, but how you know where where and when did you find out about uh, the electrical industry and the opportunities that way? Tell me a little bit about yeah, you transition out of out of the university setting and and kind of where you. You know, was it? Did you meet somebody? Did you have somebody in your family, or, or anything like that, or, or how did you how did you become an electrician? Well, it's 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 pretty interesting because uh, when I got when I when I decided I didn't want to do uh, I didn't want to take it and, and be in college anymore, mm-hmm. I ha- I talked to some friends who were doing a lot of oil field work, and one of the individuals was actually based out of Louisiana. And uh, they did some offshore work. I contacted them and they said, you know what? There are some opportunities. If you're interested, come down here. Let's sit down. Let's have a conversation about it and see where it leads. On my way to Louisiana, I stopped in Austin and I, and I visited with um, I visited with a friend of mine for a week. And I was telling him, you know, what was going on. Mm-hmm. And he, he asked, he says, do you think there's an opportunity for me to go as well? Yeah. And I said, well, let me call and find out. I made the call. And I talked to this individual again. He says, I am so glad that you called. They put a hiring freeze on everything. Oh. We cannot take any more individuals on. Wow. So I actually lost my job before I even got it. Before there. you got it. Yeah. How about that? Jeez. <laughs> so I ended up staying here in Austin, and I went to work with, I went to work for this uh, company that this friend of mine was working for, mm-hmm. and they did environmental work. Okay. We took and we built um, – uh, remediation systems yep. to treat contaminated soil and yep. groundwater. Yep, and kind of brown well, We would stuff. do all the yeah. instrumentation and controls and all this other stuff with mm-hmm. it, and then we would hire an electrician to come and make all the final terminations. Yeah. 
Well, it just so happens that the project manager that I was working for said, I'm not going to be available to be out there on the job site on this day. They're supposed to get everything finalized, which you mind handed the electrical contract to just check for me. Mm-hmm. And I said, sure, no problem. So they handed me a check. It wasn't even in an envelope, and it was for about $7,000. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself in the back of my mind, this guy <laughs> was only out there for about three days. Yeah. He's getting paid seven grand. Yeah. I said, uh, you know, that, that's pretty interesting. So yeah. they did. They got their final inspection. They got everything turned on for us. Or they, they, got, they already had their final inspection. They got everything turned on for us that mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I handed the guy the check. They said, I told him, I said, they told me to give you this check. I said, it's for a pretty large amount. Yeah. I said, this is a pretty good scam you guys got going on here. Yeah. How do I get in on it? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I found out that after after the fact, that a lot of that money was going towards parts and pieces sure. and all, everything that they needed Absolutely. to make their installation. Yeah. It wasn't all for labor. Right, but, right. You know, he told me, well, here's what you need to do. You need to, you know, do you have any electrical experience? And I said, well, just this right here. Right. And they said, well, there's, you know, you can go and you can talk to this company. But unfortunately, they weren't hiring at the time. Mm-hmm. I left the environmental business and I actually went to work as a salesman for Terminex for the pest control company. Oh, yeah, yeah. One of, yeah, one of the, uh, one of the, one of the, one of the contracts that, that I went out to go and try to win was for a, an electrical contractor here in Austin. Mm-hmm. And I spoke to him, and of course, my proposal got shot down because it was too expensive. Mm-hmm. But I asked while I was there, is there a way to become an electrician? Mm-hmm. And they said, they asked me, well, what do you know about electrical work? And I said, well, I know a little bit. Mm-hmm. This is what I was doing before. And they said, well, there is this association that has just started here in the Austin, Texas area. Yeah. It's called the Independent Electrical Contractors yeah. Association. Yeah. Go and talk to this gentleman who is the executive director mm-hmm. and uh, fill out this application and yeah. see if someone will pick you up. Hmm. Well, I went over there at lunchtime. Yeah. I filled out the application. And when I got home that afternoon and we're talking about the days of the answer machine. Yes. I already had three calls on my answer Is that right? machine. They wow. took and they broadcasted that information, my information out to all the electrical contractors mm-hmm. in the, in the Austin, that were members of the, of the Syntex chapter. Yep. And I had three calls yep. by the time I got home that afternoon. Yeah. So I thought it was a wonderful thing. That's amazing. And uh, it's just history from there. I yeah. started, I was an apprentice, became a foreman, mm-hmm. superintendent, and, you know, here I am uh, as a safety director for a company now. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. That's What what a great story, Frank. And, and yeah, the, the tie-in, I, I didn't realize that tie-in then um, you know, was directly related then to, yeah, you continued to see this this commonality of, of you know, electrical contractors coming into your life and helping to say, well, there's, yeah, there's a, there's a potential pathway here, and, it, and it's a lucrative pathway, and 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 being able to work on complex projects, and 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 um, you know really see that satisfaction that you were talking about too, in a, in a very tangible way, um, and then and then yeah, one of the folks that you met with as part of another job then turned you on to uh, IEC, as it sounds like it was developing there um, um, way back when, and in in, uh, in Centex, and. Lo and behold, yeah, you get on the first day. You come home from uh, the Terminex piece, and and you got three different opportunities there. People knocking on your door from you showing that, that uh, yes, sir. You know that ingenuity and that innovation and that drive that that you were trying to pursue that career path, and then it, it, yeah, the rest has become history. It sounds. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a wonderful. <laughs> it's been a wonderful choice for me. Mm-hmm. It, it has afforded me the opportunity to. Yeah. You know, provide for my family, put a roof over their head, keep a roof over their head, um, 
they have nice vehicles. My daughters had the opportunity to go to school based mm-hmm. off of you know my income, and yeah. um, it's just it's just been wonderful. You That's know, um, it's it's uh, it, it's it's just great. I can't I can't say enough good things about the electrical trade. That's great. And I will always take and ask individuals to take and seek out if they're going to go into skilled trades. I'll tell them seek out a career path that's going to offer you some type of an apprenticeship program, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. be it HVAC, mechanical, uh, carpentry, whatever. I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of partial towards electrical myself, and you I bet. will always try to recruit into the electrical trade right. because even if we're not hiring at this particular time, I'm still, rec- I'm still recruiting for the industry because we've got to take, we've got to train that next generation. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, that, that's a great segue. Let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, recruiting because you and I have been talking offline about um, different recruiting efforts, and I, I've learned a lot about um, what you've been doing um, there in the Austin area um, with uh, young people uh, in the area and helping to then share that, uh, that pathway, as well as our, our returning veterans and, and uh, servicemen and women um, coming back um, from their service. Um, tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, yeah, some of, some of what you're doing to be able to share back with, with others that are listening to this too, Frank. Well, uh, tomorrow we're going to the Syntex chapter and Allied Electric are, are teaming up and we're going to be at the, uh, at a job and career fair for mm-hmm. the Georgetown independent school district here yeah. in, you know, here in the Georgetown area, we're going to have, uh, two high schools that are in a, that will be in attendance and it's also going to be open to the public, uh, through the, uh, workforce, the Texas workforce commission mm-hmm. is also take is involved in this. So we will have an opportunity to be in front of a lot of people tomorrow. But, uh, typically what we will do is we will visit with the Georgetown independent school district, mm-hmm. the Hayes County consolidated independent school district. And now we're also reaching out into the Belton Independent School District to try mm-hmm. to get these individuals interested mm-hmm. at an early age. Mm-hmm. As far as what we do for the um, for the um, trying to recruit veterans that yes. are returning from uh, from active duty or transitioning into mm-hmm. the civilian life, we also take and um, and visit with these individuals at the work at the career fairs that they have. Uh, we visit uh, different career fairs that are sponsored by the Texas Veterans Workforce Commission, the American Legion, and the Workforce Commission, the Texas Workforce Commission itself. Mm-hmm. We have an opportunity to go and speak with these individuals. And what we've discovered over over the past uh, several meetings that we've had with these folks is that they don't really have a set path that they're going to go to after they get out, right. when, once they leave the military. There's not a real big market for loading bombs on airplanes out mm. in the you know general the population yeah. out here with uh, yeah. in the civilian life. Mm-hmm. But everyone is geared towards okay. Well, I've got this money in the GI fund or my, through my GI bill. I, I I'm going to start college, but I don't know what I'm going to do. And a lot of the people that we have hired and that we've spoken to just do not understand that these skilled trades are there and there are apprenticeship programs right. that will help them transition and make a, make a good living mm-hmm. once they, uh, once they leave the military. Yeah. So we're, um, we're pleased and we're, we're, we're fortunate and blessed to be able to get some of these folks mm-hmm. that, uh, have a great work ethic. I mean, these individuals are, are they're determined to succeed. Absolutely. And these are the types of folks that we're looking for. 
Yep, absolutely, absolutely. I yeah, couldn't agree more. And and um, helping helping to give them that pathway that it that it sounds like that yeah that as they're coming back from the service to this country, um, and and yeah might not might not be aware of um, the the lucrative career pathway and and really putting yourself um, into a, a strong future um, through the electrical skilled trades. Um, and, and you're helping yep. to then introduce them to it, um, as well as then, yeah, the recruiting efforts you mentioned um, within the, the high school system, in, in the public school system. Yes, sir. Um, how long how long you been doing that? Or, or, you know, like, tell us a little bit about, you know, how did you first get into um, some of the high schools? And, and also, you know, how does somebody, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, give, give us a little bit of the... the um, the best practices, or, or how would somebody go about doing a similar thing in their own backyard? Well, as, as, as you very well know, there's a labor shortage all over the U.S. right mm-hmm. now for skill trades for craftspeople. And we were trying to figure out a pipeline to try to get these folks to our front door. So we were trying to figure out how are we going to get these folks to come into the door to at least apply for a position with the company. Right. So... We, tried, we started reaching out to the local high schools, and, um, and you know, of course, Simplex Chapter does a very good job of that as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we do invite, you know, the Simplex Chapter whenever we have these, uh, whenever we have these events. And uh, Eric and uh, Eric and uh, David, Eric Corrales mm-hmm. and David Johnson do a yes. great job of they do. coordinating these things with us as well. So, uh, you know, we're fortunate to have them as part of the team. But we were trying to find a pipeline to get these individuals in the door. Mm-hmm. And we started out with the local high schools. We are directly across the street from a from a high school here at Georgetown. Oh, great. So as a matter of fact, Jimmy Paul, the owner of the company, is, uh, is very active in trying to get a CTE program started at the high school. At the high so school. So that we can get this yeah. career in technology education yes. in, the, you know, in, the, in the local area. So he's very involved with that. He's working uh, with the superintendent of the school district and the vocation of trades uh, folks that they have on staff at the moment mm-hmm. to try to get them into the program and into, you know, written into their, into their curriculum. So he's working on that. And we also started reaching out to the veterans workforce commission. Just, it was just one of those, Hey, what about this group here? Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, that was, it was just one of those, uh, it was just a thought. Mm-hmm. And we started reaching out and, and, and we were introduced to some other folks. And now we've even we've even been invited to go and speak at Fort Hood, which is a, a major army base yes. just north, of, yeah. just north of us, at uh, at at their events whenever they have uh, when they have a. I'm not exactly yeah. what they're what I'm not exactly the sure terminal, what they're called, but it's yeah. some type of a transition right, event right. to where we can go and we can give them information. Yep. Gotcha. Now we're not a large contractor. Mm-hmm. We're not a small contractor by any stretch of the imagination, but we're not a huge contractor either. Understood. We only have enough room for X amount of people. Yep. So when our you know when our plate is full, we're not, and we're not recruiting for 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 allied. We're mm-hmm. we're just recruiting for the trade in general. Yep. We we just want these guys to get into the skilled trades, especially into the electrical trade. Mm-hmm. We're always taking and point pointing individuals towards the Syntex chapter so mm-hmm. that they can go and. If nothing else, fill out an application and see if someone has a need for someone with that particular skill set at this time. You so we're always great. trying to help out wherever we can. Hmm. 
That's terrific. That's terrific, Frank. Yeah, that. Yeah, even if there's not that placement, you know, within your individual company and at Allied right now, you're you're continuing. You you don't take those dates and those those opportunities off your calendar. You're continuing to go out there no, and promote sure. skilled trades, and and that I think that's a that's an important piece of it too. Is is you know to cr- keep the the flow going through the pipeline. Um, into the industry, keep the keep the good message going out there about these opportunities to be able to really change somebody's life and align them with a career in which is going to fulfill them in so many different ways. Um, just Absolutely. remarkable, remarkable. As um, far as trying to get something like this started in someone's backyard, what mm-hmm. I would recommend that they do mm-hmm. is to reach out to the local workforce commission. Mm-hmm. Maybe stop by a recruiting center for yes. uh, you know for the military and mm-hmm. ask them. Can you point me in the right direction? Who is it that I need to speak to? If not, seek out the local Veterans Workforce Commission that may be there, that, that may be in their local area. Um, especially if you've got, if you have a large military base in the area, mm-hmm. you can always, you know, there, there's always going to be someone to talk to. Yep. yep. I, I wish I could say talk, if, it, if there was a title of an individual, mm-hmm. and say talk to this person right here. Um I just don't know yet. You bet. I'll find out, and when I do find out, I'll let you know. Hey, but I we'll don't circle know who that person is. Yeah, yeah. At, at the uh, at the, at any type of military base or establishment that's out there. Understood. Understood. Well, that that's great. It it just so. Um, it, it really just fills fills my heart um, to hear about the the efforts that you're doing and, and knowing that it is changing the lives of so many people. Um, it, is there anybody that sticks out? Any, you know, when you have conversations with with uh, these these uh, young people or, or or returning servicemen and women, um, you know, is there is there a a story or is there anything that sticks out and something that really just made you? you know, feel that connection was, was potent and strong and, and helping to empower that person. Um, just curious if anything kind of sticks out in your mind. We have individuals that work for the company mm-hmm. that have, um, that are former members of the military mm-hmm. and they have, they have taken, they have progressed through the apprenticeship program mm-hmm. and become job runners or foremen. Yeah. So there, I mean, that's every one, every one of our apprentices that completes a, the apprenticeship program. Yeah to me is a success story, mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. but as far as the veterans are concerned, you get these guys that, that, that don't exactly know what they want to do. Mm-hmm. They just stumbled across the electrical trade and they have taken and progressed and are now running work or project managers or whatever the case may be. Yep. We have an individual that is a, uh, that's, that's working for us. He just recently started working for us and spent 28 years with another electrical contractor, mm-hmm. but he is a former, uh, uh, Navy, uh, CB. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, you know, he's a project manager for us now. Great guy. He's also been teaching at the, at the Centex. Well, he's been right? part yeah. of the Centex chapter, cheap teaching in the clean mm-hmm. area mm-hmm. for 15 years himself. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it, that's one of those guys that I'm going to lean to. Yeah. He's a senior instructor in my eyes because I've only been teaching for six. Yeah. So I want to, I want to definitely, you know, pick up on, on things that this guy's um, done over the years and yeah, possibly I can help him as well wherever I can. But, um, we have, we have several members of the military, uh, several, several former members of the military that are in management positions here and are running work for us. And we have several that are apprentice electricians that are moving up the ranks and will be running work for us at some point in time. That's terrific. They just have that drive and determination. Yep. 
And I always tell these guys, it's kind of like, well, look, you can lean on me for whatever it is that you need. Mm-hmm. And I just ask that you do two things. Mm-hmm. Show a genuine interest in what it is that I'm telling you and what I'm teaching you. Yeah. And you turn around, you teach somebody else later on down the line. Right. That's right. the way that I was taught, yep. and that's the way that I take and I preach it, because that's the way we're going to keep the craft alive. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. And, and that mentorship piece, you know, and, and, and having mentors is, is exactly right. It's, it's a lot of the, the apprenticeship model. It's a lot of then being aligned with the journeyman. It's a lot of, you know, that, that the way this industry um, has continued to then thrive and have uh, success and growth. Um, and yes, and you just mentioned, too, yeah, you know, the, the way that— you said that you yeah, passed that on in the same way that you had received um, kind of some of that mentorship, it sounds like, in your past. Is, when, when you think about mentors in, in your life, Frank, is, is there um, somebody that, that kind of sticks out or, or maybe just qualities that, of what you look for in a mentor or what, you know, that, that uh, selflessness, if you will, of being a mentor? Can you share a little bit about that topic with us? Yes, sir. There's a gentleman by the name of Mike Watkins mm-hmm. who, kind of took me under under his wing. Mm-hmm. He was already a master electrician. We both happened to be working for the same electrical contractor at the time, and I don't know what this guy saw in me, but it was one of those, come here, you come with me. And I stuck with this guy, and I stayed, I stayed next to this guy, and he's the one that took, and he taught me hmm. how to do things correctly. Yeah. There are so many, there are so many individuals that are out there only, you know, telling half-truths or only teaching part of it. Mm-hmm. And this individual found it in his heart to take and show me everything that I wanted to know, everything mm-hmm. he thought I would need to know. Yeah. And he taught me how to do it the right way. The right way. And that is the that's probably the mm-hmm. greatest appreciation that I have for Mike is that he gave you know, he gave me the opportunity. He helped me and he taught me correctly. Mm-hmm. So whenever I turn around and I teach someone and look, mm-hmm. this is the way that it needs to be done. And this is the reason why you need to do it this way. Right. Not just right. do it because I said. Right. He would tell me the story behind the it. Rash, this is the why reasoning. It needs to be yes. done this way. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yep. So that's the same thing that I try to do with everyone that comes through the doors here because mm-hmm. I do happen to do a lot of the training for the company. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm happy to do it. I enjoy it. And I just like watching these guys progress. Yep. You know, they, they, they progress so quickly, especially when they're going through the apprenticeship program, mm-hmm. because we'll teach them how to do it in the field, but we teach them why they're doing it in the classroom. Yeah. Yeah. You put the two together at the end of the day, you're going to have an excellent. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's one thing I would, I'd, I'd call it kind of, uh, you know, the knowledge, the knowledge base of how to do something, you know, how to, yeah, how to, uh, um, you know, the application of, of installation. You know, and and understanding yeah how how something comes together, but but the deeper piece of of the wisdom is to the 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 science behind it. You know what's happening with the calculations, like a load calculation, whatever is happening on the back end, is to why we do that. That why is a yes. critical part of of the IEC curriculum, and sounds like a critical approach um, that that uh, you you also take um, within. You know, at Allied and, and bringing people up too. So that's that's amazing. It's amazing because yeah, if you empower somebody with that why and that wisdom, well, there's nowhere but up. Exactly. You know? yeah. And we'll try to teach them. We'll try to teach them everything that we possibly can mm-hmm. as fast as we can, so that they can take and provide yeah. for themselves and for their families. You know, yeah. in, a, in a better in a better manner. Yeah. And I always tell these guys, pay attention to what it is that I'm telling you. Learn from what it is that I'm telling you, and watch me make my mistakes. Mm-hmm. 
when I make a mistake, learn from it. Yep. Because if I make a mistake, it's one of those things where hmm. I was just not experienced at this particular possible new installation or whatever the case may be. Yep. Other than that, watch. Watch this. Learn how I'm doing this. Let me show you how to do this. And if I make a mistake, learn from it so that you don't make that same mistake later on when it's time for you to do it. Right. I saw Frank make this mistake, and I'm not going to do it that way because this is this, we had a bad end result. Mm-hmm. We had to rework something or whatever the case may be. Yep. And uh, it, it's, it's just a process. It's mm-hmm. just a process that we try to help everyone through. Love it. Love it. That's great. That's great. Well, well, it, this has been enriching and, and uh, I think very inspiring in so many different ways, Frank. But uh, I, I want to ask you, what do you do for fun, my friend? What do I do for fun? Yes, sir. Uh, I uh, I like to fish. I mm-hmm. like I like saltwater fishing. Saltwater, like really? Yeah. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I enjoy saltwater fishing, either mm-hmm. bay fishing or offshore. Mm-hmm. I prefer bay fishing because here here in off the Texas coast, we're going to have to go out probably about an hour by boat. You know, yep. before we get out to the oil rigs and stuff. Yep. If I stay inside the bay, I'm fishing in 15 minutes. So mm-hmm. I enjoy saltwater fishing and uh, I enjoy golf. I'm not very good at it. I mm-hmm. can hit the ball a long way. I just don't know where it's going to go. <laughs> so I enjoy that. A lot of times, my my golf outing turns into an Easter egg hunt looking for golf balls. <laughs> but you know, it's uh... <laughs> hey, I found an orange one over here. <laughs> So oh, that's terrific! It's uh, it, it's it's fun, and then you know, like <laughs> I mentioned to you earlier, I do yep. like I do like uh, um, shooting. I like long yep. range shooting, sports shooting. Yep. Um, typically, it's stuff that's about a thousand, fifteen hundred yards out is wow. what I like to shoot at. I don't like to shoot anything that's nearby as well. So yeah, you got a sharp I, eye there. Yeah. Man. I'm I'm fortunate to where I'm 55 years old and I still don't wear glasses. I just, I'm yep. just now at the point where I have 20/20 vision, so I'm blessed. Is that right? That's amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> well, you do you as that that army recruiter way back when said, yeah, you do see the world in in a different way. Then you you have that acuity <laughs> of sight to be able to see things, and and I think for with with the. The, the the gifts that that you're giving back um, to the industry in so many different ways that you shared with us today, um, you're, you're just a blessing to us all, Frank. And and um, really appreciate you sharing part of your story and uh, sharing that inspiration again um, as to um, you know the, the lives that you're changing um, there in the Centex and, and in the Greater Austin area, and, and also sharing that that knowledge as to how somebody can make a difference in their own communities across America. So. Thank you. Thank well, I you for appreciate taking it, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm just a guy trying to do a good job. Mm-hmm. Nothing special. Where you're, you're doing a darn good job, and, and I want to thank you again for that. That's great. That's great. Thank uh, you, sir. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And thanks to all of our listeners out there. This has been another installment in the second season of the IEC podcast series, The Electrical Current. You can check us out at ieci.org, and if you're interested in career opportunities within the electrical and systems industry, jump over to myelectriccareer.com. That's myelectriccareer.com to learn more and start on your path to achieve your dreams.